Welcome to the Food as Medicine Show with Dr. Ann, the place to be for real talk with real people and real results so that you can heal yourself naturally. I'm your host, Dr. Ann, and I'm a board-certified pharmacist and health coach specializing in treating cholesterol without medications. You can learn more about me at DrAnn.com, spelled A-N-H, as in hieroglyphics. I want to let you know that the opinions expressed on this show may not represent my opinions, and the show is for general information only, not a substitute for medical care. So prior to beginning any new health program, I recommend that you consult with a qualified health professional. In today's episode, I chat with Dr. V, who has over 30 years of experience as a chiropractor who conquered breast cancer in both 2004 and 2006 using only 100% natural treatment methods. It is her mission to teach people about how simple it is to heal your body from cancer and to empower women to learn about alternative breast cancer therapies and inspire them to be proactive about prevention. In today's show, Dr. V and I chat about the seven essentials for healing and preventing breast cancer, what foods to avoid and what foods to enjoy to starve cancer cells, whether she prefers juicing or blending, which two small lifestyle changes that will give you the biggest bang for your buck when starting a healthy lifestyle to prevent breast cancer, and how to overcome specific food cravings, and so much more. All right, let's go chat with Dr. V. Hi, and welcome back to the Food as Medicine show with Dr. Ann. Today, I have the honor of interviewing Dr. V, an incredible woman who had to face the diagnosis of breast cancer and embarked on a journey of research, discovery, and personal transformation in order to heal herself. Dr. V, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Well, thanks so much for having me, Anne. This is a real privilege. I'm really excited to be able to share my message. Well, basically, what do I do? I, I help people to understand the relationship between breast cancer and their overall health. Uh, my passion is to be able to empower women about alternative breast cancer therapies and to inspire them to be proactive about prevention when it comes to breast cancer. I've been in the wellness industry for well over 30 years, and uh, that's always been a passion of mine to be able to help sick people get well. I came through that when I was uh, six years old, and I was turned on to chiropractic and, and better nutrition. Since that time, I graduated as a chiropractor. I've been in active practice for over 30 years. The last few years, I've been, quote, unquote, retired from my practice, but uh, I decided that it was time to share my story about being a breast cancer conqueror, and that's what I do now. I, I help people understand how important it is and how simple it really is to be able to heal their body from cancer. Interesting. So I guess if you don't mind, if you want to tell us a little bit more about your journey with breast cancer, because from what I understand, you didn't really have a traditional uh, course. If you didn't choose a traditional course of therapy, is that right? Correct, correct. And 
for me, finding out that I had breast cancer, well, like most women probably, it was it was a big shock because I was uh, super doc and super healthy, so I thought. I had done everything right. You know, I was under chiropractic care. I ate organically before organic was even in style. In my practice, I had seen many patients who had done the traditional cancer therapies with very less than desirable outcomes, let's say. They had a lot of side effects. And, and, and I saw them suffer. My mother herself had breast cancer, had so much radiation to the breast that it blistered and it was red hot and hard for over a year. My father died of pancreatic cancer. So I didn't have much um, uh, hope or much um, trust in the medical system when it came to cancer. And then on the flip side, in my practice, I'd also seen patients who had chosen more natural, more gentler routes when it came to healing cancer, and I was very impressed with how they fared and the results that I saw there. So I always knew that I would definitely choose the more natural route. So what I chose to do was to affect the cancer both internally and externally. Internally, I obviously was very careful about my diet, did extra juicing, fasting, cleansing, um, several homeopathic remedies and nutrients. On the on the outside, externally, I chose to apply something called uh, a black salve, which is basically made from the plant bloodroot. And in the bloodroot, there is a chemical, a plant chemical called sanguinarine, and that particular phytochemical or plant chemical literally kills cancer cells. And so when you apply this paste to the to the uh, superficial tumor, it actually destroys the tumor and the tumor is expelled from the body. So I, I applied that in 2004 and I documented everything, took pictures, because I knew that one day I wanted to be able to share this with other women if they, if they chose to go that route. When the tumor fell out in 2004, there was still some unhealthy tissue, so I chose to just let let it heal, and I monitored everything through thermography and different bioenergetic testing. I kept working on my health, different emotional issues, and um, then 2006, it became apparent that I had to do it again, so I applied the paste again in 2006 with uh, much better results this time, and I've been perfectly healthy and clear since 2006. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's incredible. Um, so this might be a silly question. You, you said it was ex- the tumor was expelled from your body. Like, mm-hmm. did it just fall out? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I know it sounds it sounds a little silly, but yes. And there's actually on the website there's a YouTube video where you can you can see the process. Literally, the the blood root kills the cancer cells. So you know, think of it when you have a splinter, how it you know becomes inflamed, and your body you know eventually wants to push that little splinter out. Well, the the body then recognizes this this tumor as a as a dying piece of tissue basically and it wants to expel it and so there's a process that it goes through and it usually takes about four to six weeks and literally uh, there's a separation that occurs and the tumor literally falls out and I you know I've got documented pictures and I had seen many patients use that process as well and and it's been used uh, this type of treatment has been used for literally you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. There was actually a medical doctor called Dr. Mose who treated over 12,000 
successful cancer patients with this type of treatment. And he had a book out in the 1950s that documented all the the results that he had. So it's a, it's a very safe procedure. You have to be prepared and aware and really educate yourself about the procedure. And it's something that you know, you don't take lightly. You definitely need the, the help of a, of, a, of a good coach or a physician that knows what they're doing. Yeah. So can you briefly talk about, you know, why you made that decision between, okay, I'm, I'm going to choose a different route to treat my cancer? Well, in my practice, I had seen so many patients who had gone the traditional route with very, you know, with less than desirable results. I mean, we all know that the chemotherapy is toxic and it's poisonous and there's got horrible side effects. We know that radiation is bad for you no matter, you know, how little amount it is. And so when you do the radiation, the chemo, and oftentimes the surgery, then it leaves the body very weakened. My mother herself had breast cancer, and, and I saw her go through the traditional route. She had the lumpectomy and the radiation to the breast to the point where it, it blistered and it caused uh, some severe burning and redness for over a year. So I knew that uh, when I was going to, if ever I was going to work with cancer personally, that I would certainly choose a milder, more gentler approach. And, and I've seen many patients choose that approach with very successful outcomes, very few side effects, and it just makes sense because cancer is a symptom. Cancer is simply a symptom that your body is not healthy, and in order to heal the body, it makes sense to give it what it needs, detox, build the immune system, and allow the body to do what it does best, and that's heal. It doesn't really make sense to give poison and toxins and radiate a body that's already very fatigued and sick in the first place. Yeah. So did you, through the course of your treatment, did you only go the route with the salve and the non-traditional route, or did you also mix it with um, with some traditional Western medicine as well? No, I did, uh, I did not uh, use any of the methods. I did 100% natural and, um, you know, didn't, I chose not to go the other route. In saying that, for for your audience or women who may hear this, I want to be perfectly clear that I honor and respect all types of treatment methods. Whatever a woman chooses, what she, that's what she feels is best for her. Then then I honor her and respect her for that. So the the point of all this is not to tell people they're wrong about doing a certain kind of treatment, but just simply educating them that there are options, there are the choices, and when you look at things statistically, for example, when it comes to chemotherapy, there was a study done in Australia that showed a five-year survival rate with several different types of cancers using chemotherapy alone was only a 2% survival, survival rate after five years. Now, those aren't very good statistics. No. So, the important thing is to definitely educate yourself. Knowledge is power. You know, there's so much information on the Internet and so much available for you. You know, make an informed decision as to what kind of treatment option is best for you. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it, it sounds like, 
you know, you're kind of putting together like a movement because you've conquered breast cancer and you really want to inspire women to, to be proactive with prevention. And it's interesting that you say that cancer is a symptom of, of your body. You know, um, can you tell us about that philosophy and how you came to that decision? Well, I, I saw there was such a need for women to be educated. It just really breaks my heart and really saddens me when I, I see women that are diagnosed with breast cancer and the first thing that they, they want to think about is, you know, having their breasts cut off or, in, you know, taking more poison or, you know, there, there is such the mercy of, of the medical industry and it's so important for them to be able to take off the blinders, so to speak, and to be able to look outside the box. And, you know, there's there's movements called, you know, breast cancer survivor movement, you know, the pink ribbon movement. Well, I chose a different word. I chose conqueror because, for me, it had more to do with being proactive, being in charge, and really conquering. You know, if you're just surviving, you're barely getting by, you're, you're, you're ba- barely surviving the treatment method, so to speak. But when you're a conqueror, you've been more proactive, you've, you've made informed decisions, and you know that you're in charge of your body, and you're in charge of this cancer, and you can conquer and be the victor on the other side. Wow, that's a totally different way to to look at it. And, you know, it's so empowering because, you know, like you said, when people get that diagnosis of cancer, it's just, it's, it's, um, it's almost where you, you get to the point where you're just locked in into this mode of there's only one option. And, and I like the fact that you present, you know, there might be another option. Absolutely. Um, so then, can you tell us more about, you know, some of your, the main points that you, t- you teach people about um, in terms of prevention and the methods that you use to help them um, conquer any, you know, the cancers that they're facing? Absolutely. When it comes down to it, there's basically seven simple steps, and I call these the seven essentials for healing and preventing breast cancer. So the first one has to do with, with food. It's called Let Food Be Your Medicine, and, and I'm sure we can talk a little bit more about this um, because food is your, is your specialty. But, um, <laughs> That's my obsession. <laughs> your obsession. I understand that. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many things when it comes to food, you can, things that you need to avoid and things that you can enjoy. The essential number two has to do with reducing or eliminating your toxic exposure. There was a study done recently by the Environmental Working Group where they, um, studied the umbilical cord blood of 10 infants in America and different places in North America. And they discovered over 287 foreign chemicals in the umbilical cord blood, which meant they were in the mother, but unfortunately the child was inheriting all these chemicals as well. So when you think about all the chemicals that we're exposed to every day, the average person starts their day with toxins in their mouth by brushing their teeth with a toxic toothpaste to, you know, the the hair care products, to the skin products, to the makeup, to, you know, the food they eat. I mean, there's so many toxins and there's so many ways to reduce that. So, again, it's about education. Essential number three has to do with balancing your energy. And here I discuss learning how to balance your hormones. Exercise is so important. Chiropractic, uh, different energy modalities like um, 
Reiki or uh, you know massage, yoga, sunshine is so important uh, to balance your energy. Essential number four has to do with healing the emotional hurts. There's so much research that tells us that stress is uh, inducing over 80 to 90 percent of diseases and illnesses, and cancer is certainly one of them. So it's learning how to heal the emotions and to to be uh, more proactive about being in charge of your emotions. Essential number five has to do with embracing biological dentistry. Now, the average dentist is going to put very toxic materials in your mouth, such as mercury. Mercury is the most toxic natural substance on the planet, yet they put it in your mouth telling you that it's perfectly safe. Well, a lot of research, a lot of uh, documentation shows us that these things are very toxic. Your, your body does not handle heavy metals, and so it's important... If you want to heal from breast cancer or any type of illness for that matter, you want to eliminate those toxins in your mouth and have them replaced with more biocompatible materials. Number six, essential number six has to do with rejuvenating your body with therapeutic plants. And, and that has to do with the hundreds of known cancer cures that are herbal in nature. Um, and again, that's a whole topic unto itself. You know, bloodroot is one of them, chaga. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. And the last but not least, which is I'm very passionate about, is uh, number seven, is adopting very early detection with thermography. Breast thermography basically is a non-invasive, non-painful, radiation-free, radiation-free way of detecting unhealthy tissue and physiological changes going on in the breast. Thermography can detect tumors in the breast five to eight years before they can be te- detected on, on a mammogram. So it's a wonderful tool to use in conjunction with mammograms if you cho- so choose or just, you know, thermography by itself. So those are basically the seven essentials that, are, that will help you heal and prevent breast cancer. Wow. So um, I, I guess before we dive into the, the seven essentials, I'm curious about, you know, how did you develop these? Like how did you come, these, are, these being the seven steps that are important for, for whole body um, health and, and well-being? Well, you have to approach your health in a, you know, quote-unquote holistic way. You know, your body is not just one entity. It's comprised of many entities, you know, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional. And you have to kind of unpeel the layers. Think of it like an onion. You want to peel the layers and get to the core. And so each of these essentials affects and touches a specific aspect that is needed for proper healing. And in my 30-plus years in active practice, I realized that there are so many different aspects that need to be um, that, that need to be touched, so to speak, in order to be able to bring the quickest and the the best resolution. Because if you, let's say, you just change your diet, and but you don't exercise or you don't deal with your emotional issues and you keep those those heavy metals in your in your mouth those uh you know amalgams and root canals your chances of of surviving or healing may not be as good if you also added those other things so each step just brings you a little bit closer to eliminating the cause and and just being a healthier person in general 
Mm-hmm. So, so basically, it's just the best of all you've learned in your 30 years of practice. That's a good conclusion, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I have to say, if someone looked up at a picture of you, Dr. V, I, I see, I would not have known that you've been in practice that long. You look wonderful, by the way. Well, thank um, you. Thank you. <laughs> so I, when I read that in your bio, I was like, are you kidding me? What? <laughs> so, um, you know, you've done really well for yourself in keeping yourself um, healthy, and, um, and congratulations again on conquering breast cancer, because that's a feat in itself, and, and to look so good um, after all of that, you know, that you went through. is just amazing. Well, thank you, Anne. That's very sweet. Maybe if you wanted to talk a little bit more about each essential and, and why you think they're important and, and what the essential is about. Okay. Very good. So essential number one has to do with let, let food be your medicine. And we can spend a little bit of time on this because I know, you know, how important food is for you. First thing I tell my patients or my clients is they have to learn how to avoid certain things. So anything that's refined and processed, if it doesn't come from the earth, don't put it in your body. Anything that's white, so think of white rice, white pasta, uh, white bread, um, sugar, cancer feeds on sugar and anything that's white and processed is going to feed your cancer so if you want to feed the cancer eat sugar if you want to starve your cancer sugar is a great place to start by eliminating it you want to also avoid unhealthy oils uh, such as hydrogenated fats and oils Um, specific oils that are really high in linoleic acid for example tend to be things that you want to avoid uh, obviously, you want to avoid tap water, which has hundreds of chemicals in it, uh, canned foods, uh, meats that have growth hormones in them, any types of processed meats, uh, hydrogenated and pasteurized dairy products that also have hormones in them, and anything um, that basically comes out of a can is dead, so you want to avoid that as well. So there's a lot of things that you need to avoid initially. So then you ask yourself, okay, well, if I eliminate all those things, then what can I eat? So that's where we, we have the, the enjoy, the enjoy food. So everything that's organic, all organic vegetables, you want to be able to focus a little bit more on the low glycemic fruits because, again, even though it's a natural sugar, you know, sugars do feed cancer. So you can use things like blueberries and raspberries, um, the one first slips my mind here, but oh, green apples, those are more low glycemic. You can also start juicing several of your vegetables and your, and your you know, limited amount of fruits. But my preference to juicing is blending. Now, blending has to do with using a high-powered blender in which you put all kinds of vegetables such as kale and celery and uh, broccoli and broccoli sprouts. You can add things like spirulina, uh, fish oil, flaxseed oil, and you blend all that together. And there's many benefits to that because uh, research has shown that it doesn't oxidize as quickly, so the nutrients are actually more bioavailable. And then you have the added benefit of the fiber, which you don't have with juicing. You have the soluble and insoluble fiber. So the soluble fiber is is what um, 
gets through the arteries and cleans out the bad cholesterols. The um, insoluble fiber is what's going to help with the with the bowels and cleaning the colon. Yep, so it's a natural way of cleansing out your insides by doing Correct. the blending. Mm-hmm. The blending, right, the green drinks, green smoothies basically. And then you can um, you can also add to that list of, of uh, being able to enjoy foods you know, every kind of, you know, vegetable imaginable. You can also drink several types of different herb teas, such as Essiac tea. Essiac tea is basically a tea that has uh, helped thousands and thousands of people overcome cancer. There's different types of detox teas that you can drink, green tea, uh, which is very beneficial as well. It has many phytochemicals in there that have been shown to to improve cancer or decrease cancer in the body. You can also do uh, raw almonds and raw walnuts, which are beneficial. And basically, when I work with patients, I, I recommend that the 80% of their diet is raw while they're while they're trying to heal from cancer. Some people uh, do want a certain amount of protein, depending on their blood type. If they do want to add protein, only grass-fed, uh, 100% organic beef, uh, free-range chickens and eggs. Um, making sure that your diet is very alkaline. That's very, very important because cancer grows in a very acidic environment, and tumors by nature are very acidic themselves, and they give off a lot of lactic acids. So your your blood pH is about 7.4, which is a little bit on the alkaline side. So if you eat foods that are more alkaline, such as raw fruits, vegetables, and greens, it's going to have a tendency to keep your blood pH more alkaline, which, again, um, discourages unhealthy pathogens from growing in, in the body. Okay. So, you know, I really like also the fact that you call them enjoy foods because, you know, when you think about foods to avoid, it's a really negative term. And it, um, for someone who's, who was, for me, starting to incorporate a healthier lifestyle, it just was almost depressing. Like, there's so many foods I can't eat. But then when you phrase it, oh, these are the foods you can enjoy, it makes it um, just a different perspective. So, um, Correct. Like Correct. Okay. So, um so you talked about, you know, things that um, that might not be good for cancer and then things that might be helpful for cancer. And you mentioned a tea. Uh, what was that tea again that you said thousands of cancer patients have used that have helped, has helped them? S-C-A-C tea. It's E-S-S as in Sam, I-A-C as in cat, S-C-A-C tea. And the Ooh. best source of Essiac tea is to be found in Canada. So if you do EssiacTeaCanada.com, that's the best source of it. The original formula came was developed by a nurse, a Canadian nurse, back in the 50s. Uh, her name is Casey, and this is just her name spelled backwards. But she had a special formula uh, literally hundreds of patients would come to her, her clinic every day and with amazing results. And uh, this formula has been passed down to a company in Canada when she passed away. So, Oh, okay. So you're talking about food and how food is medicine. So what is um, really, if someone wanted to start uh, changing their diet into a more healthier lifestyle. You know, what are some of the the first steps that you would recommend they they do that would give them, so to speak, like the best bang bang for their buck um, to to make the changes right away? 
several things. Um, first of all, I think, you know, water. Water is a very simple thing. Uh, there are many different kinds of water, but water would help detoxify and carry a lot of toxins out of the body and, you know, help with the pH balance. For people who, who don't drink enough water, sometimes even going to 64 ounces of water is a big change for them. So just, you know, starting off there, if you can start drinking more water. And there's a, there's a research now that has shown us that there's a, a type of water which is extremely beneficial for hydration and detoxification, and that's the single file alignment water, SFA where basically, you know, we're born with water that is single-structured, aligned, and as we age, we have um, an increasingly amount of difficulty in converting regular water into single-file alignment because if you think of your cells, they have little holes in them or little uh, pores. We call them aquaporins. And water can get through there one single cell at a time, file alignment. But if it's clustered and unhealthy water, it's hard for that water to get into the cell. There was some research done by Nobel Prize winner, Dr. Peter Auger, and he showed, he's actually a Nobel Prize winner, and he showed that the single file structure is really the best way to hydrate the body. And you can find some of this information on my website as to, you know, how to get this single file alignment water. If that's not available to you, you know, spring water or purified water are, are the next best steps. Would using a Brita filter help? The one that you kind of uh, attach to your faucet? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that's a step in the right direction. It takes away the chlorine and a few little, you know, chemicals. But if you're going to get serious about your health, you need to invest in, in a real real water filter. One of the, the best water filters uh, can be found online. It's called Aquasana, A-Q-U-A-S-A-N-A, aquasana.com. And it's a company out of uh, California, very reasonably priced for 100 and $40, you can get a good filtration system that you change the filters every six months, and it takes out 99.9% .9 of the impurities of the water. Okay. Great. I'll have to look into that. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm using a Brita filter now, and, and it, the water does not taste very good. No, like no, no. Yeah, don't use Brita. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a great um, – they've got a great advertising plan out there to convince people, but it's, it's – um, no, you don't want to use Brita. Well, I'm, you know, the more I drink water and, and from that filter, the more my throat gets dry. So I'm like, I don't think this is working because if I'm drinking more, I shouldn't feel more thirsty. So. Exactly, exactly, which is, which is why it's so important to look into the, the better types of waters and, uh, you know, the single-file alignment water is, is also very good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first step would be just increasing your water intake and then increasing the quality of the water that you're taking in. Um, Correct. As a first step for uh, improving your health. What other um, small changes could people make that will help them see an immediate benefit? Start eating a big salad every day. <laughs> and okay. that means everything, you know, 
everything organic, but throw in some spinach and some kale and some romaine lettuce and then add carrots and, uh, you know, red and yellow peppers, um, you know, parsley, sprouts, raw sunflower seeds or raw almonds on top of that and just make a, a very plain dressing with olive oil and apple cider vinegar with a few little spices in there. And that's a great place to start. And just being conscious of what you're putting in your body. So before you put something in the body, just ask yourself, is this going to help or is this going to hinder my health? And it's as simple as that. So then um, I guess another quick question would be, if someone had cravings, right, how would they deal with that, Um, the salty or the, the... um, the sweet or the crunchy, um, you know, I found as I'm eating healthier, I'm having less and less of the cravings, but they still occur. So what do you suggest for that? You can re- you can find replacements for everything. So, for example, if you have something, like if you have a craving for something salty and crunchy, well, how about a celery stick sprinkled with sea salt or putting almond butter on the celery stick, or a green apple with almond butter. That that typically helps with the crunchy and the and, and the salty. Uh, on the sweet side, then you can freeze, um, you know, like fresh uh, organic raspberries, blueberries, and just kind of crunch on those as a as a snack. There's and there's literally you know thousands of different recipes that you can make from raw products that don't have sugar in them that are made with xylitol or stevia and are, you know, are 100% healthy for you. I mean, I make a great raw chocolate mousse that is made with avocado and raw organic uh, powdered cocoa and um, a bit of uh, xylitol and you just blend those together in the food processor and you've got chocolate mousse. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So do you just do the xylitol to taste and the chocolate, uh, the cocoa powder to taste? There's uh, there's a recipe. Uh, I don't know the ingredients off the top of my head, but um, I'll I'll eventually post that recipe too. (laughs) Yeah, if you would, I would love to see it. That sounds amazing. I guess we can move on to the other essentials if you wanted to talk more about each one in a little bit more detail. Okay, so essential number two has to do with reducing or eliminating your toxic exposure. And I think I mentioned this earlier that most people start the day by putting toxins in their mouth and toxins on their body. Everything you put on your skin is absorbed in the body. So if you put any type of lotion and it's got different chemicals in it, those chemicals are going into your body. If you put anything in your mouth, even if you don't swallow it, it goes into the body. If you look on the back of the typical toothpaste that is sold commercially, you'll see in small print, if swallowed, call the poison control center. Why would anybody want to put that in their mouth? (laughs) (laughs) So, and again, it's about awareness. It's about thinking and looking at what about you know, the hand soap that I use. What about the cleansers that I use, uh, you know, to clean my countertops? 
or the the carpet cleaners or the floor cleaners or the you know the detergents the uh the soaps that I use to clean my dishes those contain hundreds of chemicals that you're exposing your body to artificial um fresheners air fresheners uh, you get your clothes dry cleaned there's you know chemicals from that so you have to just start being aware of simple things instead of using a chemical cleaner I grew up cleaning our windows with vinegar and water. Works extremely well. So it's it's just being aware of those things and and eliminating or reducing your toxic exposure every day. Huh. That makes sense. It makes it, sense actually. Absolutely. Essential number 3 again it has to do with balancing your energy. Now your energy is your body is basically is one billionth physical matter. The rest is all energy, and that that came from a Nobel Prize winner back in the '60s, where he dis, he discovered and proved scientifically that we are only one billionth physical matter. Everything else is energy. So you want to be able to balance that energy with you know whether it's through your hormones, through exercise. Sunshine is so important because there's, you know, a thousand different wavelengths that affect our bodies in a very positive way with with good sunshine. There's chiropractic. Studies have shown that patients that were undergoing chiropractic care over a five-year period had a 300% stronger immune system than those that didn't. That's a a huge, huge shift. Doing things that you can uh, do at home like yoga and stretching and Reiki and going to get a massage. These are all things to help balance your energy. So essential number four has to do with healing the emotional hurts. And there are several things that you can do without having to spend uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars visiting a psychotherapist and, and taking very dangerous drugs. There are techniques. Uh, that are self-help. So, for example, one of them is called EFT or Emotional Freedom Technique. You can Google that. You can find information on my website as well. I actually have a video that helps women uh, do EFT when it comes to healing breast cancer specifically because there's a lot of emotional issues that come up uh, because of breast cancer and that can contribute to breast cancer. So emotional freedom technique basically has to do with meridian tapping, tapping on the different acupuncture points on the hands and the feet, and that will uh, help you to um, reduce or eliminate the emotional charge that's in the body because we know that emotions are energy in motion, and when we can release some of those uh, some of that energy, then the emotions can, can balance themselves. And uh, we all know that stress, can accumulate in the body and, and can contribute to many, many diseases. Essential number five has to do with embracing biological dentistry. There is much uh, research that has shown that what you put in your mouth, in your teeth, can affect your health. So, for example, a root canal. A root canal basically creates a dead entity. It's a dead tooth. So whether you have a dead gallbladder or a dead appendix in the body, we all know how sick that would make you. A dead tooth is no different. And no matter how aseptic they try to make it, there's always a pocket of anaerobic bacteria that is very, very toxic. Uh, They give off toxins that affect your immune system and the heart. 
And so being aware of what is going on in your mouth is important. From a meridian point of view, your teeth are directly connected to different organs. So when I was in, in active practice and I was doing bioenergetic testing, it was very common for me to find a tooth that had a metal filling in it and how it was affecting a specific organ, in my case, you know, working with breast cancer patients. So there's definitely a direct connection there. Essential number six has to do with rejuvenating the body with therapeutic plants. Uh, the um, I have a quick question for you. So, uh, okay, should I be concerned then if I had just recently had some teeth filled for cavities? You know, what do they typically use for those kinds of things? The average dentist is going to use amalgams, which look silver, in your mouth, okay. in your teeth. And those amalgams contain mercury, nickel, cadmium, and other metals that are very, very toxic to the body. Okay. I certainly don't encourage people to have those if you want to, you know, there's composites now, there's porcelain, ceramics, things that they can put into the teeth that are, are less toxic. Oh, okay. So I have to call and check what they use then. Well, if it's still, is it silver? Uh, no, they, I chose tooth color, so it's a, it's a white filling. Okay, yeah, you'd have to ask them if there's, if it's, what, what's in the, uh, what was in that filling. Okay. Okay, uh, so I'm going to write that down. Perfect. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. I know you were talking about um, like therapeutic plants and such. So, um, well, that's fine. so the National Institute of Health uh, stated that there are over 3,500 therapeutic plants that they personally know of that can be of benefit to the body when it comes to um, healing cancer. So if they know of 3,500 plants, uh, think of, you know, all the information that's out there that, you know, people can access. There are literally hundreds of known cancer cures and hundreds of different plants that can, that can have a therapeutic effect on the body when it comes to cancer. Blood root is one of them. Um, so there's, you know, again, there's a lot of this information is on my website. And last but not least is number seven, essential number seven, is adopting very early detection with thermography. And thermography does not give off any radiation. It reads the infrared heat coming off the body. It can detect tumors five to eight years ahead of a mammogram. Statistically, mammograms do not and have not decreased the mortality rate of breast cancer. As a matter of fact, there's, there's much concern that the chronic exposure of radiation may actually increase breast cancer. And if there's a small... A tumor that is present that is not even seen on the mammogram yet, that compression with the mammogram can help spread the cancer cells in the body. So thermography is a great adjunct. I'm not telling women not to have a mammogram because I'm not allowed to say that. Uh, however, you know, look at alternatives and look at, you know, the, the um, relationship between all the radiation that you're getting with those mammograms that you're getting every year or twice a year sometimes. Yeah. Well, and, um, so it's interesting that you, a couple things that you talked about for me was the therapeutic plants and how there's thousands and thousands of plants that have been known to help with cancer according to the NIH. NIH. But um, kind of a dirty little secret with the um, pharmaceutical industry is, you know, because you can't patent a plant, 
um, they're not going to market that and they're not going to spend money to do the research. But what they're going to try to find is a compound that they can make in a laboratory that looks similar to that plant compound um, that they can market and patent and, and sell to to patients. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. There's, you know, that's where pharmacy started is with the plants and then we went away from that and we moved to the synthetics and, um, and the, the industry has just gotten into such a, uh, it's, it's a different, it's a different uh, field nowadays, you know, and, um, and I really feel like going back to the plants is, is where uh, a lot of the answers are going to be. So I'm glad you touched on that. And um, and same thing with the, the mammograms. I think there was a huge controversy when when they they changed the recommendations and the age recommendations. But like you said, the evidence wasn't there that that there was any benefit to screening early or to show the decline in mortality. So um, some people thought it was a conspiracy and with the economy or whatever. But I agree with you. If there was no benefit, you know, why do we need to expose people to to the uh, to the effects of it earlier on? So I'm glad that you include these essentials in your in your practice. Hello. Oh, very good. Thank you. Okay. Well, you've, you've covered a lot of information in this time here, and some of it uh, I'm sure our listeners will have a lot more questions. Um, so how can they get more information about uh, what you talked about today? Best place to go would be to my website, and that's breastcancerconqueror.com. There you can see the uh, the different uh, the seven essentials are all outlined there. I'm in the process of writing ebooks on all the seven essentials. However, there are ebooks that are available now. One is on thermography and uh, versus mammography, which uh, has a lot of detailed studies done and, and research there. The other book is on um, cell phone radiation and the effects on breast cancer, or just EMFs in general, rather. Um, and that's one of the things we didn't really talk about, but electropollution is, is definitely a major toxin that women need to be aware of. And then the third, ma- uh, the third uh, sorry, e-book has to do with um, heal and emotional hurts, where I just discuss EFT and different emotional techniques to help heal the body emotionally. There's also a free book that you can get that is called The Seven Essentials to Healing and Preventing Breast Cancer just by uh, signing up for the newsletter or visiting the website. And I also offer for women that are looking for alternative methods or who just want to be more proactive with prevention, I do offer a free initial consultation to uh, discuss what their health care needs are. And after that, if they're interested, I also offer coaching and tutoring for people who really want to get serious about healing their body and, and moving in that direction. So, And they can find more about your coaching program on your website as well? Absolutely. BreastCancerConqueror.com. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. V, for um, spending your morning with us and, um, you know, telling us some more information about your seven essentials in more detail. Um, you are such a wealth of knowledge. I mean, with your years of experience and just what you what your experiences are in overcoming and conquering breast cancer, um, I, you have a lot to offer to people. And um, your story is just truly inspiring. And I can tell, you know, how passionate you are about what you do and, and how you care about people. So I really hope that our listeners take advantage of the e-books on your website and, and get in touch with you with the free consultation So because um, I think they, they can really benefit from, from what you have to offer. 
Thank you, Anne. Thank you so much for taking the time and for sharing this important message that I feel is uh, so vital for, for women to hear. So thank you for, for considering me. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed the show. That was Dr. V from BreastCancerConquer.com. All the links and resources mentioned today are in the show notes at drann.com slash 002. And Anne is spelled A-N-H as in hieroglyphics. While you're there, remember to jump on the Food as Medicine VIP email list and you'll get my free gift, The Clean Eating Rules. It's my number one guide for how to eat to lose weight, improve your biometrics, and get more energy. You'll also get my favorite pearls from the show because if you're anything like me, you're probably listening to this while driving, doing your laundry, or just cleaning, and you really can't be jotting down notes of all the great information that's shared in the episode. So I've taken the notes for you, and by hopping on my email list, you'll get the show pearls. Finally, as a VIP email subscriber, you'll get the occasional love letters from me, which are emails sharing some of my favorite recipes and products, upcoming events, new information I've learned, and other goodies. So go to DrAnn.com now and enter your name and email address. If you like this interview, be sure to subscribe to the show so you get all the new episodes. We've got plenty of great guests coming up, so stay tuned. Thanks so much for stopping by, and until next time, remember to eat consciously because the world needs a healthy and vibrant you.